0: Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Scott. I'm Andrew. And this is a podcast dedicated to providing
1: meaningful support to find greater careers faster. Whether you're working. Or not. Or not. We are coming to you live from the city of Portland. That is the city of Roses. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're continuing our discussion about the anatomy of a networking conversation. In the prior episode, we talked about... Basically, setting up what what the approach would be to a networking conversation. Setting up the conversation. Now it's time to actually do the conversation. This episode is actually going to revolve around how do you start that conversation once once you're in front of somebody with an icebreaker
0: often I think about be either being on stage or as a, a corporate trainer, b- starting out the, uh, the, the training opportunity. And there's always that moment of a little bit of anxiety. How is this going to go? And how do I make the first step? So that's why we use icebreakers. It's, it's not that the situation is icy or cold or, or daunting per se. It really is about how do you thought. That ability or inability to actually be going at a specific momentum. It starts the creative juices flowing, it starts the thinking,
1: and It starts the comfort in the conversation. You really are just looking to squash the nerves and anxiety so that you can have an authentic conversation with somebody. Starting conversations in any context, no matter how good you are at networking, can still be uh, challenging. Sure. It, It is for me. Whenever I go in front of somebody new, I certainly want them to like me. And so I want them to like me. Uh, therefore, uh, gosh, all these things start running through my head about who I am. And yeah, kind of and- like a first date. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, first date. Okay. Well, so, so networking is kind of like dating in that way, is that you're getting to know somebody. Yeah. And if you're meeting somebody for the first time, this is your chance to get to know Them And that, I
0: think, is the key to making this the the first step of the first networking conversation a success. If I am totally concerned about, oh, is this person going to like me? Are they going to connect me to the right people? Are are we going to have a good conversation? I'm thinking about how I'm doing. I'm going to be nervous and rightly so because I I don't have any control over the the other parts of the conversation. I'm thinking only about the control of what I say or do. When you shift the focus to the other person with the idea that I have something to learn from him or this woman has something to offer for me and my career and I wanna find out more about that person, I'm not going to be nearly as nervous because my focus is not on me and my nerves and my needs. It's about how can I get to know this person better? What makes them interesting?
1: It is part of the, the networking process to uh, find a job. And so when you go into these conversations with a mindset you know, I'm ultimately thinking this will lead to a job, uh, then it's going to be nerve-wracking to go through the conversation. Uh, what I would focus on is, is how do I know when the ice is broken? When do I know that I'm in rapport? When do I know? It'll be more of a feeling. You'll feel uh, comfortable. You'll feel uh, re- a little bit more relaxed. You'll even see people's shoulders kind sure. of go down physically. You'll see a physical change and you'll feel it.
0: And there, the, the the pace and cadence of their speech may change. There are all sorts of things that will be cues. And for those who do this a lot, whether that's the, the nature of their profession or those who have been networking and looking for uh, for work for a while, they may not need this kind of in-depth discussion. But... For those who haven't done this before or don't feel they're good at it, this is the, the, the part of it that is probably going to be the first hurdle. So understanding that, one, you're probably not the only one who's nervous or has some anxiety about it, but also that there will be cues coming and to watch out for those. Now it can be even something of a game. Uh, you can treat this as being a fun activity
1: and not just, oh, my goodness, I need a job. Remember why you're there. You are there. Don't forget, this is part of the hiring process, okay? So I find that I get more motivation when I know why I'm there. And if I know that it's part of a hiring process, even though it's not about me, then I feel better about it. Well, not only that,
0: but if you're networking, it's not all about you. You're there to help other people at the same time. So remember that as you're going in, you're going to feel less anxious as
1: you go. During this podcast, we're really looking to give you some tips and ideas on how to more quickly get at ease and in rapport with other people. And one bit of advice, if if you start this and it's still feeling awkward,
0: always fall back to a question. You can ask... A, a thought-provoking, open-ended question to get them speaking, and that will give you time to start to relax
1: yourself. And collect your thoughts and and, and prepare for the the forthcoming answer. So just make sure you write down what they say. Yeah. Cause... Pay attention <laughs> to what they're saying. Yeah. So um, how you got here and the purpose is really where you should start the conversation. When you scheduled the meeting, which we talked about in the prior podcast, you have a purpose for being there. So it's important that you reiterate what the purpose is maybe even repeat exactly what you said on the phone call to schedule it or in the email. Hey, uh, I'm here for project management or to talk about project management. Um, Scott was nice enough to introduce us. I wouldn't do anything to embarrass him, I hope. Uh, (laughs) And so I'm really, yes, I'm looking for work, but I don't expect you have a job for me. Right. Uh, What I am expecting is that you have whatever the purpose of the meeting is, advice, information, um, people that I can meet right. so that you ha- you tell them what the outcome is that you expect. Sure. The, when, when you're looking at this as a, a,
0: a process that both of you are going through and understanding that you have something to offer, that they have something to offer, remember that this is really about connections, building connections. You want to establish rapport. You can't do that if you're not connecting with them on some level. When you connect with them and you then uh, remind them of the connections that you have in common, that will create a certain context for them. Oh, he knows my friend Blaine. That means he's probably going to have some similar interests here. And now I'm able to make a connection through that association. You don't want to live there too long. You want to create your own connection with them. But mentioning the people or relationships that you have in common, it could be a relationship with the, the activity or the interest group, whatever that relationship is, when you
1: refer back to it, you're helping them become more comfortable. If you're making a cold outreach, say through LinkedIn, and somebody said yes to a meeting, some things you might want to consider is seeing where your commonalities are on their LinkedIn profile or if they posted a a press release or some, some sort of content um, you may just comment on it and actually give them a compliment. It's probably not a bad idea to say, hey, congratulations on getting that promotion to a senior manager. Uh, I'm sure that's a, a big deal for you. So congratulations. Or I read the article that you posted on LinkedIn. I was
0: really interested in it myself, but I'm curious to find out what you saw in it or what was it that that spoke to you or what your takeaway was. You just opened up an entire
1: conversation right there. And it demonstrated you were paying attention. Absolutely. That you cared enough to know and you asked about it is going to demonstrate your empathy and compassion for that person.
0: So if you're speaking to them and you haven't set up a a more structured or formal time where you, you know how much time they have, this is your opportunity to then say, hey, I'd really like to talk to you more. Do you have 30 minutes sometime this week that I could pop into your office and maybe we could continue the conversation? Uh, Whatever that might look like, Uh, you've now established a line of communication, if
1: not rapport, certainly the ability to have a communication about something you have in common. If you're the type like me that likes to plan these things in advance... I actually write out an agenda, and now I may not share that agenda with the other person, but I at least know in my mind what I want to cover during that meeting so that I stay on track, so that um, I make sure that um, it's a give and take, so that, you know, it's a reminder for me on what I should cover during that meeting. You might actually also write yourself a little script Just to say, hey, you know, welcome to Job Seekers Radio. Uh, You know, so we have a script for this podcast, even though it may not seem like it. And it's fairly loose. Yeah, it's a loose script, but at least you have some talking points or a series of things that you want to cover. So not a bad idea to write out an agenda. Uh, If you want to share that with the other person, that's entirely up to you. But at least it demonstrates that you're prepared and that you're professional.
0: One of the things I talk about a lot is having a project to work on. And I, I don't want to overstate it. But at the same time, it gives me something to discuss that takes the pressure off somebody helping me find a job. So as you're working on this, it may be something that you feel very passionate about. It may be something that you're simply exploring because you don't know anything about it. And it seems kind of interesting. When you're discussing these, uh, these various topics, you have the ability to touch on value. Ultimately, a successful uh, networking conversation creates value that both parties can take with them. It's not just... Uh, on the surface for one and really helpful to another. It's best when both walk away with something of value. So as you're talking about a project, especially one that perhaps you both have uh, uh, interest in and maybe one of you has more information than the other, it's a great way to get information and advice from the other person
1: and talking about something other than looking for work. This is where I think group events are really a place to practice this. Because even though we're really talking about the context of an individual meeting with another person, you can use these same strategies at a group event. If you, if you got a conversation started, maybe you walk off to the side of the room and, and uh, get in more detail. Obviously, you don't want to spend a lot of time there because you want to leverage the next meeting. But um, finding areas of commonality at a group event is a great way to practice um, what you're going to do when it's a one-on-one interaction.
0: Uh, one thing about that, we mentioned that the icebreaker is like the first date. Here, This could be used as speed dating. Now, I know several people who really get their their hackles up when you mention speed dating, either because they've tried it or because it doesn't seem like it's a very kind way to meet people. But If you're approaching this more of a game and you're going to a networking event and you're thinking, okay, how many speed dates can I have? You don't have to share that with the other people that you're talking to, but how many people can I really have a good connection with and now I have something to achieve? Again, you're working on things that are going to take your mind off of your anxiety and giving you something to work on. When you go
1: to group events, remember, I would suspect about 10% of the audience is going to be a hiring manager, okay? And 50% of the hiring managers are going to have a job for you or a potential opportunity. So just remember, you may have to get through 20 or 25 people to find the hiring manager and then to find the hiring manager that actually has an opportunity. So it's important that you find out right away, hey, where's our areas of commonality? Where, Where are your interests? What brings you to this event? And we could certainly do a whole podcast episode on how to navigate a group uh, event uh, the other thing I would suggest and this is a great way to kind of break the ice with people is volunteer for these events when you're a volunteer say at a, a, a Gosh, I don't know, a Toastmasters event or a um, a chamber or whatever. I mean, anything related to your profession, um, you have an excuse, right? If your profession has an association,
0: it may feel like, oh, gee, I don't want to invest the money uh, because I'm not getting an income. But professional associations are designed to help people talk to others within the industry. I highly recommend it. For example, the local uh, HR uh, association in Portland is PERMA. P-H-R-M-A. It's a great way to meet other people who know what I'm talking about, who understand my challenges. And, well, HR is usually the, the team that is helping hiring managers find employees. So it seems to make a lot of sense. Whatever your industry is, whatever your profession or area of interest, if there's an association designed for that area of interest... Avail yourself of their meetings. You do not have to be a member to go to many of them. They do charge more at the door for those. But again, if you're looking at this as a game, something to achieve, the ability to connect with um, with many people who actually understand what you're talking about, it's an incredibly effective way to get your name and your
1: business card out there. It gives you license to say, hey, I'm the, I'm the uh, event coordinator volunteer, not, hey, I'm Andrew, I'm unemployed looking for work. Nice to meet you. Yep. So it's kind of a license to start a conversation with yeah. somebody. So that that's a good icebreaker. Uh, and I'm sure... You know, we'll... and
0: one other thing about volunteering, many of these organizations actually have a time uh, where whatever your uh, task is that you're doing as a volunteer that it has a beginning and end time. And then they let you just have the run of the place to get in there and talk to them. So that is actually an expectation for many of these events. So don't feel like you're the usher at
1: the theater and all all you can do is hand out programs. Mm. You're there to talk to them as well. So take a risk, actually take a chance to put your hand out and say, hey, I'm Andrew, I'm the event coordinator, nice to meet you. Um, So, But it gives you an excuse. Right. So that you don't have to feel like you're um, out of of sorts. We'll talk about this
0: in another uh, podcast, but talking about taking a chance. One of the things that has stuck with me was when I had a professional friend of mine mention he, he said, I was telling him about a potential opportunity. I had just networked with someone and thought it was a good conversation, but I didn't know how to follow up. And he said, whatever you do, do follow up because that confidence will help them feel better about you. They will have more confidence in you when you have confidence in yourself. So don't lose the opportunity. Take the chance when it's there. Be professional,
1: be courteous, But be bold. Throughout this process, what I've noticed is that there's certain areas in a conversation where you need to make a transition or a pivot or a segue into the next -hmm. next phase of the process. So when you're scheduling the appointment... The, the thing is to transition to the icebreaker or the actual meeting. Uh, if you're in the actual meeting and you've done the icebreaker, it's how do I transition now to the question and answer phase? Part of this is knowing when that time is and having a good feeling about, okay, here's where I go to the next phase in the conversation.
0: As you go through this, I, I think that the easiest cue that you may have missed the transition is when you get to that awkward pause where both of you don't know what to say. That's going to happen. Be prepared for it, expect it, but at the same time, remember that this networking uh, conversation is not your last. So you'll have plenty of time to practice this, including with the person that you've just had that awkward pause. They are probably feeling it too. So this is not all on you. Remember that you will have other opportunities to get better at this. Don't let
1: this one hold you back. Don't forget also that this might be an opportunity after you've broken the ice to just share a branding statement or at least share a positioning statement or a tell me about yourself kind of statement. That's totally natural. If you're there and you're saying, okay, I just broke the ice. I feel good about where we're headed. Let me share a little bit about me. And then I'd like to ask you some questions. Would that be okay? Get the affirmation back. Yes, that would be okay. You have their Uh, permission to move on. you just got permission that it's Okay. So wherever you're at in this process, just ask permission. Would it be okay to ask you another question?
0: And if they, if you're seeing really strong buying cues that they're interested, that they want to know more, you might even have the, the, the ability to schedule a, a, a networking conversation at their place of business at that time. Uh, if they say no, then you continue
1: the conversation now to try to maintain that interest. Icebreakers are very as varied as the people that use them well. Um, simply start a conversation and let that lead you to a path, okay? It, it, the thing is, this is just meant to be a conversation. This isn't an interview, right? Right? It, 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 your life isn't on the line. So just, you know, maybe even have a joke in your pocket. I don't know. But the, the idea here is um, make it fun, I mean, you might as well make it fun. Sense of humor will
0: get you a long way. As you're asking them questions, uh, one of the things we talk about in coaching is asking open-ended questions that, that uh, require thought. Listen to the answer and then follow that. Don't have your agenda so strict that you listen to their answer and then ask a, a question that clearly you were mm-hmm. intending to ask earlier because the message is you're not actually listening. As you listen to them and you you let them guide the conversation, you're going to have an opportunity to listen for what is important to them. Then you can ask more questions based on that. Keeping them going down their interest, you now have
1: a conversation that is focused on the other person. It's not robotic, okay? And so try to be dynamic. Uh, know your questions for sure. Have your questions there, but certainly pay attention to the person across from you. Take notes. That's evidence of active listening, and repeat and affirm what they say. So, so these are these are techniques or tactics or whatever skills you can use to improve your conversation with other people. And just as a side note, if you're in a networking uh, event and
0: you can't take notes as you go, when you finish that conversation, be sure you have a pen in your pocket that you have asked for their business card so you can remember things. Uh, Write them down on the back of their business card. Or if you keep a small notebook in your pocket, write that down so that you can then have a a topic or a a point that you can reiterate when you're reminding them
1: of your conversation together. That's totally sound advice. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a, a group event, had a stack of business cards and like, "Oh my gosh, who are these Who is that person and what world? on earth did we talk about?" Cuz yeah. I don't remember. Uh, so and if you don't remember, they probably won't either. So you're on, you're at equal footing. Yeah. You just say, Hey, I met you at this and uh, look them up on LinkedIn, I guess, and get some information. But the idea here is as we go through this, I can even think of situations where I did these things wrong. So don't feel like you're doing it wrong. The idea is to practice these things over and over. So you get better. Uh, Who do you need to reach out to today that you thought in the back of your mind, you know what? I messed up with that person. and I need to go back and try again. Um, or, hey, I use, I know this person and we already broke the ice. Maybe I need to take the next phase in the conversation. So think about somebody now that you can reach out to and put this stuff into action. One other thing, if you have reached out or had the conversation with someone and it didn't
0: go well and you want to revisit that, the person that introduced you is a really good person to help facilitate that reconnect. Uh, it may be that they need to do another warm handoff or some somehow get involved, if only to give you advice on, hey, uh, I know you know this guy really well. I don't think the conversation was as effective as I wanted it to be. What would you recommend I do next? That can be a really good conversation because they may say, hey, I will contact that person just to to touch bases, see what I can do to to grease
1: the wheels a bit. And it closes the loop, right? So you're closing a loop and you're demonstrating professional communication that you did something with what they gave you and you circled back and certainly um, do your best to recover. That'll actually do it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. You can get the show notes and resources at JobSeekersRadio.com forward slash 016. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Job
0: Seekers Radio. Uh, your investment of time and attention is truly appreciated.
1: Listen, can you do us a favor? Head over to iTunes and subscribe to get future episodes. While you're there, would you please rate and review this podcast? It would mean the world to us. And you can always reach out to us on the website. There is a contact form there. If you have any questions or feedback, we're all ears. I'm Scott. And I'm Andrew. Till next time. Get out there, people. Make it happen.